had one of those awesome weeks that happen every now and again in the wine business where you are preparing for harvest, which is arguably the busiest that you're going to be in the in the wine year right at the time that we have a mobile bottling line coming into the winery to help us bottle 11 different wines to get us through the first half of next year uh, it was um, interesting my wife Beth Mirasu is not in your head this is Stephen Kent Mirasu and Beth Mirasu of Wine Saves Lives uh, just giving a little bit of a status update as to where we are, status update as to how our bottling went, which is, you've said it before, the least best time of the wine year is bottling, right? Yeah, and I, I don't know many people that would argue with that. That's that's the worst worst day of uh, of winemaking is usually bottling day, just because there's so many things that can go wrong, and it's very stressful, and it's... Uh, there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot that could go wrong so it just nobody nobody really seems to enjoy bottling and I have mad respect for the people who that's their specialty because they're amazing very patient human beings it is it's it is rough it, it's probably the only time of the year from a from a, a, a making standpoint where you have so little control over what happens. Obviously, throughout the growing season, there's we can do a lot in the vineyard to help try to get fruit ripe enough and get fruit that we want to harvest for winemaking. Mother Nature is always going to have the last say. That goes without saying. Uh, but bottling, there's so many little things that can go wrong. It's such an intricate process. The machinery is so intricate. All of the the blending and um, dissolved oxygen reading and sulfur adding, if there is any sulfur adding at the end, um, happens in minute quantities and the machinations of trying to get 11 different wines bottled and working in a larger facility like we do, trying to find 11 tanks that the other wineries, or 12 <laughs> tanks that the other winery isn't using at that time is... Um, is challenging and and Beth had this and it'll be the picture that attached to this post what looks like the formula to get a rocket to the moon just you know getting out you know into and out of 11 12 different tanks uh, over the course of three days and then getting those tanks moved to the bottling line and and then getting you know enough friends and volunteers and co-workers to the bottling line to help us bottle was um, it, it was awesome. It, it, it was it was challenging. It was it was stressful. It was late nights, early mornings, that kind of thing. But um, really happy with the wines that that came out. What so? What was what was what was your impression of the wines? Do you have a favorite of the wines that we bottled? That's hard because a lot of the wines that we did. Uh, I mean, three of our our biggest wines you know, that we, that we work so hard on, uh, Lutricote and Lineage and Premier were all bottled. And, um, obviously those we work tirelessly on, we work tirelessly, tirelessly on everything, but, you know, up until this point, we've been putting those, you know, blends together based on pulling a little bit out of this barrel and blending it with this barrel. And then to, you know, kind of put together a, a mock blend of what we want to do. But 
to have those wines really fully blended together and to taste them in their final state. And, you know, the way we are, there's always little last minute tweaks just to make it the very best wine it can because, you know, <laughs> you're always trying to tweak it until the very last second to make it as perfect as it can be. And perfect is, is you know, never, you're never really going to reach that. But you're, you're looking at that wine and its state of its life. And, and um, you know, it's always very exciting to blend those wines. Um, a couple I'm really excited for. Uh, Lotricote, I think, was my favorite at the end of the day. Really, really liked that wine. I'm very excited about that wine. Uh, first time we're using, is that right? Yeah, first time we're using a little bit of Zayante Merlot in that, mm-hmm. um, and which 21 so a tr- was our first. So a true kind of right bank blend, and mm. then it's got Cab Franc, Merlot, and Cabernet Sauvignon Yeah, just in a it. little bit of Cab Sauv. Um, so yeah, really excited for that blend. Um, Premier and Lineage, I'm, I'm thrilled for. I think I think this year for Premier and Lineage ends up being a little more like 18 than anything else it's a little bit more elegant a little more um kind of graceful not quite as big of a vintage as 19 but i actually really love the 18 vintage so i'm kind of excited to see 21 be kind of like that um and then honestly my favorite one after bottling immediately after bottling because wines go through some you know we call it bottle shock um but the thing that was tasting the best to me right away was home ranch cab I just love uh, that wine. That it, wine tasted very home ranch. I thought you were going to say the Barbera Rosé. Oh, that that I'm very excited for too. That that I'm excited for when it comes to the end of summer. Yes. And you know the holidays and things like that. That's a beautiful, beautiful wine. Um, what what I what I liked about the whole process was that the wines the wines get beat up a little bit throughout the course of the last couple of days of getting things adjusted and and then getting them through the bottling line. Um, filtration and, and things like that tend to uh, in the very very short term will affect the wine rob the wines of a little bit of texture a little bit of flavor but the wines come back over yeah, the next like couple a, of months it's like it beats them up a little bit and it takes them a little while to you know to th- get the, the band-aids away exactly. and the, you know <laughs> get, get everything working again I was what I what I sort of how I one of the one of the measures of success would be that the wines we tasted right after they came off the bottling line were not the the, the range of difference between the wine before filtration mm. and the wine right after bottling was not gigantic. No, which is which kind is of awesome. Rare because we've yes. had some. We've had some. Man, uh, I'm trying to think. There have been some some wines just even in the last bottling that I mean it took them like three or four months to really kind of come around you're kind of freaking out a little bit um one wine I actually very specifically remember to be that way was 19 Gilmetti 19 Gilmetti was just beaten up and it was like oh my gosh is this wine gonna be okay it just doesn't taste like it did before it went through bottling and it absolutely came around I love that wine now but it's a very interesting phenomenon there's not really a lot of science behind that of why why these wines kind of get a little bit of bottle shock and then come back around and what you can expect you know for how long it'll take but it was exciting to see all of these wines survived pretty well and uh, I'm, I'm you know first bottling of Zionte Merlot speaking of Zionte Merlot that's very very, that exciting. very exciting I was thrilled when that came off the line very small quantity like 50 some odd cases. cases something and that, that's the challenge of these kinds of bottlings um, Cabernet Franc is, is our specialty at the Stephen Kent Winery. Our wholesale version, the wine that's available in, in various markets in, uh, around the country, or will be, knocking on wood, um, restaurant stores, that sort of thing, uh, 
is the largest wine that we do, 6,000, it'll be 1,000 cases next year or the year after that. There's, um, working in larger volumes can be really helpful sometimes in terms of loss, minimizing loss through filtration. The wines don't seem to, the wines seem to come together a little more quickly. You don't have the same kind of oxygen ingress into the bottling line mechanism itself as you do with the smaller lines. Or if you do, it's 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 sort of mitigated over so much more volume than if you had 50 cases rather than a thousand cases. Um, so it's a challenge to get some really small lots of wine bottled. And we've chosen the route of filtration and we've chosen the route of bottling in this way because we want to try to maximize quality of the wine over the long term. It means more loss as we bottle. It means more loss as we filter. But we're looking at overall quality, chasing quality uh, as, as, as much as we can over the course of these wines' lives. The small volume aspect of it is just that, you know, the wines are expensive. The wines are, uh, you know, the, the fruit that goes into those wines, we don't have a lot of to begin with. Selling those wines is is a challenge to a degree. So um, you get a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong when you're doing switches of glass and labels and tanks, tanks and all that yeah, kind of 11 stuff. Tanks, Eleven same. tank changes is instead of one. Yeah, or three. Or three when <laughs> yeah. you're doing the same three wines and and or the same wine and, and you have to do it in tanks of a certain size so you can move them with the forklift and that yeah. sort of thing. But uh, I overall, couldn't be more thrilled with, with the quality of things that are going to be coming out over the course of the next, you know, month to six months or, or what have you. Well, and, and actually, speaking of that, too, because, uh, lineage that will actually be in bottle for over a year because we right. haven't released 20 lineage yet. That's, right. that, that's I think, next month. That's right. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for that because I think lineage is one of those wines that uh, really could use some bottle age before it's released. And I'm, I'm proud that we're finally getting to the point of our... You know, schedule with winemaking that we know these wines as intimately as we do early on and can put together a blend that can then marry and bottle for a year. That's something that we've talked about as a goal of ours for, you know, years and years and years and to finally start to get to That's that true. point is very exciting. No, it is true. That's a good point. And, and working on the same kind of um, time frame idea for Lotra Coat and for the Premier. Although they're, they're, they are bottled, they are released at different times of the year. Um, um, getting getting the wines blended early and getting them in bottle for as significant a time as we can, I think, is important to overall quality, mm-hmm. and also important to the readiness of the wine when On the release. wine drinker gets it. Yep. Which is, I think, an important thing too, uh, especially when you spend the kind of money that these wines cost. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, I, I think, a an overall success. We're, we're, we were walking around a couple of vineyards today, and it looks probably like the next week to seven, the week to ten days before harvest starts for us. Headed to uh, to Lodi to look at a Mavedra vineyard a little bit later this week. We'll, we'll talk about how that went. Uh, we appreciate you being involved in what we're doing, and if you ever have any questions, ever want us to talk about anything in particular, you can hit me up at Stephen at WineSavesLives.com. Appreciate your support. Have a great evening. What do we say? Drink something delicious. Treat your loved ones well and your friends well. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you soon. I feel like there should be a third thing there.
We'll, uh, we'll come up with one for the next we'll, time. We'll work on, we'll work on that <laughs> for the next time. Have a good evening, everybody. Night. Cheers. Oh, cheers. <laughs>